Hello and welcome to the newest episode, we're at 100 and something, don't know what it is, of the FOMO cast. Uh, Chris is back, I'm back, I'm back with a fan favorite with Mr. Timothy Mendoza. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Okay, so um, we got a whole agenda tonight, we're recording this on Thursday night, I usually upload it right afterwards to get it out there. Um uh make sure to go to all of our social media platforms facebook facebook.com slash fomocast twitter fomo underscore cast and former fomo podcast on instagram also make sure to um like and subscribe on itunes on google play and make sure to go check us out on spotify i don't want to have to let my tv run all night long playing my stuff on spotify so i can get moved up higher on there i don't also don't want to have to compete with joe rogan which i don't know we might touch that on his deal but um so tim how has quarantine been um for those that don't know tim lives in the overly rebellious tulare county who um is just going all out and movie theaters, everything's opening up. So uh, how has it been in quarantine aside from that craziness? Uh, actually, I mean, not that much has, has changed, but I definitely can tell now that uh, not necessarily the orders have been lifted, but everyone's out and about that the, uh, the morning commute on the freeway has been uh, a lot more congested, which sucks. Um, but I mean, as far as as we'll see what happens this uh, this Memorial Day weekend with it being a holiday weekend. But um, when I drive home, I drive by the um, the outlets. And I mean, I usually get home around five thirty, six o'clock. Really haven't noticed any traffic um, increase over there besides they got a little restaurant that people I guess see picking up dinner at. Um, so we'll see. Uh, see what the extended weekend has in store for uh, for us down here well fingers crossed it's not too bad i know a lot of times things will change and you know people will start going all crazy but for the most part i know it's it's it shouldn't be too crazy but like you said it is memorial day weekend so everyone if you're listening to this over memorial day weekend stay safe don't do anything crazy don't get arrested don't get a thousand dollar fine because that's not good um so let's go into there's the, the one of the items that Tim has watched. I did not watch it because I don't have cable and I'm cheap. Um, so you watched The Last Dance, which uh, yeah. for those for those that don't know, that's the Michael Jordan documentary. Um, uh, so there's no real spoilers, but if you haven't watched it, maybe Tim will spoil something. But I mean, it's it's real life, so it's kind of hard to spoil real life. Um, so so how did you like the documentary? Actually, I really liked it. I like how they broke it up, um, released. It was a 10-part series. Uh, I believe each episode was an hour long, um, and they dropped them two at a time. So one, two, one week, two, I mean, three, four, and so on and so forth. Um, this last week, um, they dropped and his last year with the Bulls going for that second three-peat. Um, you know, he allowed cameras more behind the scenes on it with it being the second three Pete and probably his last season with how everything ended, um, the year prior and everyone kind of came back uh, for, uh, one last hurrah. Uh, but I know I thought it was really well done. Um, the really took me back. I mean, granted I was like 10, right. Um, 10, 10, 10 to 12, but, you know, just knowing the Jordan and then the era that came after him, 
Uh, and then obviously we all know he went to Washington. Um, but with that, you know, just taking back to those, those moments and I forgot, you know, how big like Steve Kerr was a couple of shots that he took and Ku coach and Longley and all of those just blast from the past. And of course, Michael Jordan and knowing what happened, obviously by watching the game, but knowing more so of the backstory of it, or, you know, there'd be a lot of times it'd be three hours before tip off and he's just chilling in the locker room in a chair dressed, in, you know, slacks and a button up shirt. And they're just sitting there relaxing, you know, not, not doing anything. Um, so it was, it was cool to see that a little, you know, inside the locker room and especially after uh, big games, whether they won or lost, seeing the reaction in the locker room um, as well. So I, I enjoyed it. I know most I, people, most people have said they, they really liked the aspects, like you said, were stuff that you wouldn't normally see, but also, um, I mean, I'm not going to say any curse words, but they, they were always saying that Michael Jordan wasn't the nicest guy. And I've heard so many people say, no, he wasn't, but the way he was doing it could be misconstrued as being mean when in reality he was just a competitive person who, you know, was just doing a competitive thing. Everybody wants to win when you play competitive sports. If you don't want to win, you're not playing competitive sports. You're just playing pickup basketball, playing pickup baseball, whatever. You're not, you're not in it to win it. And if you're in it to win it, you're, you're doing everything you can to win. And this documentary has shown, I've watched bits and pieces. My favorite clip was the interview with Carl Malone. And when they said, uh, what do you think of when I say Michael Jordan? He's like, Michael Jordan. Next question. And I was just like, man, that that's just so epic. Like every one of us thinks of like Michael Jordan, he's Michael Jordan. But to the other players, you know, like he said, he said a lot of stuff in the documentary that I saw his interview where it was like we were playing the Bulls. You know, it's kind of how when we watched, um, you know, the Warriors, that third go round where they just blew out LeBron. Um it was one of those things where you you knew like it was just they were the team was just too good, so you know I get it I liked it um, uh, I I hope to watch more of it the little clips that I saw were pretty pretty good um, and I'm glad you liked it too and for those of you that don't realize there you might be a little glitchy in the first part I heard it you kind of you kind of froze a little bit so you said um and it went um like that so we're recording via via uh, Skype so whatever hate on it all you want. Um, there's a bunch of stuff we wanted to talk about of premiere stuff coming out for Netflix, especially uh, I've been trying to watch just really quick before you move on. Do you hear that? They're going to do a Tom Brady series next similar really? to like last dance. Yeah. When, when did they announce that? I saw it either last night scrolling through. I got sucked on the Facebook vortex going to bed or, or uh, this morning before I left for work, but I don't know if it's, in talks if it's you know production or if they're going to use old video like they did with uh, michael jordan and then do interviews of them now talking about it but you, you i did think see he, he has to have cameras around him at all times so it's oh, probably yeah. it probably is be even better because they're gonna have more footage to play with yep no, oh exactly. man i'll have to watch that now i'm gonna have to get espn plus man dang it Oh, I, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's I'm sure it's going to be ESPN plus because that's what they're they're pushing on. I don't know if they'll do like what they did um, with this one, if it's just going to be an ESPN plus exclusive or whatnot. But 
I mean, Tom Brady, we all know. I'm, you know, I'm a Raiders fan, so I hate Tom Brady with a passion. But you can't, <laughs> you can't take the talent away from the guy and Belichick as a coach. I mean, they still got to go out there and perform. Um, but, I mean, Tom Brady, you just basically take him from the snow game, the tuck rule game, all the way to even until he gets traded. To so, and all well, those on, games. Hold, that on. He, hold on. So that was all jumbled. That was all jumbled up again. So start over and tell him what you were saying about him, about taking him out of the snow. That's where it started getting jumbled up. You take him out okay. of the snow. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying with Tom Brady, you could start. I mean, his, you know, basically his ascent, uh, you know, his rise to glory was that tuck rule game. Um, and from there, you could start right there. Well, I mean, you obviously start when Drew Bledsoe got knocked out and Brady came in. As far as who's this Tom Brady guy, uh, you know, what was he, a fifth-round draft pick out of Michigan, you know, to, okay, now you got this tuck rule game. And then from there on out is the rest is pretty much, you would say, is history. And you can end it with him leaving New England and going to Tampa Bay and, and cut it off there. But with that one, the only thing I kind of don't like about it, like I like the Michael Jordan one because that was, you know, 20 plus years ago. Uh, more with this one, the guy's still playing. It'd probably be good maybe five, seven, ten years after he retired and everyone looking back on that because all those guys, even in his first couple years um, in that tuck rule game or when he was backing up Drew Bledsoe, all of those guys are going to be really in their mid-40s right now. They're not going to be right. – the old um so but i saw that i'm like yeah so i see this is going to be a uh an ongoing thing so i have a feeling they're probably doing it because they probably have a lot of footage already done they don't have to film that much and it'd probably be something that can do a quick turnaround for considering nothing's really filming for show wise minus the stuff we're going to talk about in a minute so i mean i think that'd be kind of that'd be kind of cool um, the first one I want to talk about is a bunch of stuff is Netflix is just popping off like crazy. Um, we're not going to go on release date order. We're going to go on stuff that Tim has seen that I haven't stuff we've both watched and then stuff that I have watched that he hasn't. Um, first of all, we have F is for family. So I've really been wanting to watch that. It's a Bill Burr show. I love Bill Burr. Bill Burr's freaking amazing. I haven't watched it yet. Um, season four comes out, uh, June 12th. So that's just right around the corner. Um, and just give us a quick premise of what the story's about. Most people probably know what it's about, but I think you have to watch it from what I've heard to know a little bit more about it because it's not as vulgar or gross as what, you know, most people think it is. No, and like you said, it's a perfect stereotypical Bill Burr show. Um, and I didn't really wasn't into Bill Burr before this show, not because, just because I didn't, know of him never really watched his comedy not that i didn't like him um just never watched anything of his but it's you know you're kind of stereotypical uh suburban uh <coughs> excuse me family and husband wife husband works middle class job uh comes home you know always saying i hate my job uh, and the wife's the and you know housewife has dinner ready or you know makes dinner but you know they're all dysfunctional i think they have um two sons and a daughter if i believe right i can't remember i have to go back and, and watch it but then everything from there one kid is 
want to be rocker and not not necessarily a stoner, but is like that. So he backs talks the dad and um, you know, with Bill Burr and how his comedy is, it just it's it's funny. It's one of those things that as a parent, you want to say to your kids, but you can't because it may not be politically correct, or it's like, right. ooh, that's really but it's animated. You could get away with anything on animation, but if it was real or uh, you know, not animated and actual human characters, they'd censor you. You wouldn't be able to release it. Um, and like I said, with his comedy and everything that goes in there, it's it's a funny show. It's it's one of those things like, man, I wish I would say that, but I can't. Uh, and there they just take it and and run with it. Uh, it's I enjoy it. I've um I've I love this comedy. Um, I used to listen to his podcast religiously, the Monday morning uh, podcast. Now he does it twice a week. Um, but he was also in the Mandalorian. For those of you that don't know, if you've watched the Mandalorian, Bill Burr played the uh, can't remember his name on it, but he had the gun that came over his shoulder. He had the robotic arm that fired bullets or fired the blaster for him as well as so we had three blasters. So I really, 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 I think I'm going to start watching that after I finish afterlife. Cause I started watching afterlife too. Um, the next one that I was super excited about, I missed the announcement that they got a uh, cocaine for season two. Um, Mr. Iglesias drops on June 17th. Um, I was super excited for it. Um, I was like, oh, they have to do a season two. They have to do a season two. I'm like, it's kind of it's kind of generic. But then watching, I don't know if I ever shared this with you. Um, they had a video of him taking the teacher to the premiere of the show in a theater that it was his teacher in school who was the only one that told that like believed in him. Like she saw that he was a class clown. So she would like, Hey, if you can go up here and tell some jokes, I'll give you some extra credit, you know, do whatever. And it was just really heartwarming seeing the basis, why he was doing it. He based his character off the only teacher that believed in him kind of thing. And it was a great season one. And I'm like, wait, they're doing season two. I was like, Oh my God. And it came out of nowhere. Netflix, besides a couple of the other ones we're going to talk about, they've kept most of these shows under wraps. Like I, I looked at the release thingy and they said that there's a, like a hundred movies or shows coming off of Netflix next month. Like cheers is coming off and, um, uh, mad men season one to seven's coming off. So there's just so much. And people got to realize NBC started their networks. They're going to get all their content back. <coughs> Excuse me. Mind you, they also own Bravo and I believe they own AMC as well. So there's a lot of ch channels that are taking their content back, including Disney Plus, which um, Infinity War leaves in July off of Netflix. Another thing. But it's just one of those things. Things are going to start leaving. So I'm happy they're getting Mr. Iglesias season two. Now, were you in it immediately when you watched season one? Because a lot of people I talked to who don't know Gabriel Iglesias' comedy, it took him to like episode three or four to really get into the actual show. No, I was in it right from the get go. I, I like Fluffy. He, you know, his comedy's awesome. Just, um, you know, I I really liked his all of his comedy specials that he's done. So when I saw this, Mister Glacius came out. I didn't jump on it day one. I think I heard it possibly from you guys, um, and so I put it on the watch list. And then one weekend, I'm like, oh, you know, I'll pop it on. And normally. Uh, especially new shows, I'll kind of pop it on, see if it catches me in, you know, in the beginning. And then most of the time it just goes on as background uh, white noise. But this one caught me and I was 
laughing probably within the first couple minutes on it. And like you said, with it coming back for season two, it just came out of nowhere. Because when you look at it, it'll say, oh, season two coming or, um, you know, hooray, there's a season two. But it never tells you an exact date. I mean, the same thing they did with Stranger Things and any of those other bigger ones or The Ranch. You know, then it'll you go back and you see it oh coming in the fall of 2019. Okay, well, at least we got, you know, the couple months that it's going to come out. And then most of the time I find it on Facebook or something else that, ooh, they released a date for the ranch, for Stranger Things, you know, for F is for Family. And uh, like you said, the Mr. Iglesias, that just came out of nowhere. I don't remember seeing anything that it got renewed for a season two. And if it did, um, it was something that I scrolled past. was probably like, oh, cool. Well, I'll just wait for that to come out. And yeah, I, I think I saw it on um, I was looking up the release date of the new season and I saw it like on Variety, or like one of those magazine online magazine stuff. That's yeah. that's all I saw was it said, oh, they got renewed for season two. And I was like, that's really weird. They're really quiet about it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was hooked, just like you said, a couple minutes in. Um, usually most Netflix shows that are either certain genres, if it's supposed to, if it's comedic, I give it at least an episode unless is, unless I, I try to watch the black AF, um, which is the one with Rashida Jones. And, um, I just couldn't get into it. It was too much like blackish, which I like blackish, but it's not my favorite show. Um, but when I watched blackish, it kind of they play off the stereotypes and then black AF plays off of stereotypes of stereotypes. So it was really, I mean, it was just really labored. It felt too much like it was trying to be a modern family and I'm not, I modern family went downhill in the end for me too. So I was just kind of like, but Mr. Iglesias just sucked me in and it was like, Oh my gosh, this is basically a fluffy TV show. This is amazing. This is what I've been wanting forever because it's his comedy. He's funny. And anyone who has a VW collection like he does, VW bus collection like he does, you got to watch him because he's amazing. Um, so we had those ones that we – that one we both knew. And then there's two and, more. And, and with the – just really quick on Mr. Glacius, he deals with real-life issues as well, but he does it in his own kind of comedic way where it's like, oh, hey, that's funny. But then it kind of brings it around, you know, whether it's the start of the episode, it's like, ooh, this show episode's going to be about this. And then right. Conway kind of in the middle, you have a little bit of fluff in there, no pun intended. And then they wrap it around at the end. It's like, oh, that was a really good episode, um, you know, kind of gets you thinking. But then it has the comedic aspect of it, too, where it's not just all serious, serious, serious. It's like, Conway, no, you're you're fluffy. You know, you're a big big obese Mexican guy, you right. know, I'm laughing with you on stage. Shoot, I think right. he was at the Fresno Fair a couple uh, couple years ago. And, you know, I don't want you to be, this is going to be your serious role. You got your Netflix series going to be serious. Like, no, I want to watch you because I want to laugh. But like I said, it deals with the real life issues and brings that comedic aspect into it. And that's another thing that I, you know, enjoyed about it or, um, you know, you're not just turning it on just to get some good laughs. There's kind of some deeper meanings in there as well. We, I feel like he, he almost, it's almost like he brought back like the old school sitcom, um, formula where it was like, like you said, it could, it's joking, serious, joking, or it's serious, joking, serious. Like he, he, the, the way the shows weaved in together 
it's it's really awesome. Um, Oscar Nunez, who is from The Office, uh, he is plays one of the characters in there, and it's crazy because it there, there's a certain episode. This is a little bit of a spoiler, but they're talking about kicking out the kids, basically that are the bad kids. They have bad grades, and that legitimately happens all over the country. So, like, they don't kick them out. They send them to a bad school or they send them to a continuation school. They do stuff like that. And, you know, then it's just so much easier to do that rather than actually take care of the kid and spend time with them. So, I agree 100%. It does focus on real-world issues. And um, there's a lot of great actors and actresses on it who um, some of I have seen before, some I haven't. Um, his buddy was on Sons of Anarchy, I think, the one that plays his buddy on there. Or, he you know, he was on... Um, Mayans MC. That's how I recognize him. I'm like, oh, hey, he's from Mayans MC. I'm like, I remember him. So a lot of good stuff like that. Um, we have two shows that Tim hasn't watched. Both have premiere dates. Uh, 13 Reasons Why, the final season, um, got a premiere date for June 5th. And then Umbrella Academy Season 2 is July 31st. Now, Umbrella Academy Season 2, I don't know if they weren't going to release it just yet or... They're just taking advantage, but um, you haven't watched it. But um, uh, on the first season, this doesn't spoil anything. Um, they basically all these characters come back to this one house, and what happens is um, one of the guys starts playing. I think we're alone now, and he's dancing to it upstairs. Well, everybody in all the other rooms can hear it, and they're all in their own bedrooms, and they all start dancing to the song. That's season one. Well, that's how they did the trailer for season two that it was dropping. They're all dancing in their own quarantine homes in real life, and they're dancing to the song, and they're doing it almost the same as season one, and then they show the thing. So um, I really liked Umbrella Academy. It's a little more gritty than um, most people, you know, most people like, but it, it's supposed to be kind of like a superhero thing. And it was my when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, this is why they got rid of all the Marvel stuff. They wanted to basically um, get rid of all that stuff. And then uh, get rid of all the Marvel shows and then release their own superhero series. So I, I really like that. Um, Darcy, I think I deleted some stuff. I don't even know. Um, so next, with the, well, 13 Reasons Why. Um, I felt it was important just to touch on it. I never even watched the third season because after season two ending, I was like, man. And, and, the, and the wife was like, I don't know if I could watch this. She was like, it's getting too real kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, I know I get it. So, but um, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm going to watch season three. I'm going to binge watch it up until the premiere, which is um, June 5th. Probably going to binge watch it this weekend, catch up on it so I can know what's going on. Um, but I'm excited for that. But there's so much more to talk about. We can't stop there, which my favorite trailer of them all. Tim liked it. I think Tim liked it too, was the Space Force trailer. With Steve Carell, which premieres May 29th. For those of you who don't know, basically it's Steve Carell heads up the Space Force. And um, I don't know if you heard of this, but did you know that the um, Air Space Museum, whatever it is, or one of the military museums, they put a picture of Steve Carell over the Space Force, the real Space Force general or the leader. Somebody take this picture over it. Um, I really enjoyed this trailer because what I liked about it was they made it comedic, but in the first trailer, it was kind of like he was proud of being this, but no, 
He did not. He does not want this position. He hates it, and it shows him all antsy and he's dancing around. And they show all the mishaps that can probably happen with this. And I just, it feels like very lighthearted, but also serious at the same time. And I love Steve Carell, and I'll watch anything he's in. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be Steve Carell kind of going back to um, like his office type comedic where he could be you know serious but you know it has that comedy tones in it as well and it doesn't seem like him trying to do um more so because it didn't he go through a little stint there where he's doing some more serious movies with a couple like little one-liners saying hey i'm still funny but you know i kind of want to do i mean not necessarily super serious but you know more than just me cracking jokes um or, he did, or being he did, like he did a few. He did um, f- uh, was it Foxcatcher? He did Welcome to Merwin, and he did the other one that was, I believe it was like a, it was it was a serious movie, but there were like jokes in it where it was him, yeah. Brian Cranston, and I think Morgan Freeman, where they were um, helping. They're all veterans, I believe, and they were trying to help bury one of their sons. Um, I know that one was not as well received, but like the milk welcome to Merwin one is a real is based on a true story. And that one was just not, not great. So yeah. So he was on Foxcatcher. He welcome to Merwin. Oh, he was in vice too. I forgot that he would play Donald Rumsfeld in vice. Um, last flag flying. That's the one it was Brian Cranston and Lawrence Fishburne. And that's the one where they're trying to bury one of their guys, sons who's in the military. Um, I mean, he wow, he did Big Short, Battle of the Sexes. I mean, he's done a lot recently that's somewhat serious. Um, the last comedic one he did, live action, um, it looks like that, at, at, at 2000, 2014. 2014. For Lauren, Hold wow, on a second. 2014, yeah. 2014, it was Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Because, oh, I guess, because oh. everything else has been, um, a, there's a short called Nine Kisses, Free Held, which I believe that's the one with, um, uh, yet with Julianne Moore. And that one's serious. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Big Short, obviously, that's serious. One that's called Cafe Society. He obviously did Despicable Me 3, so that one's not serious, but I mean, that's oh, yeah. a cartoon. But it's Battle of the Sexes, Last Flag Flying, Beautiful Boy, which I heard Beautiful Boy is a great one. Um, I believe that's the one where I think his son, what is it? The Heartbreaking breaking and Inspiring Experience of Survival, Relapse, and Recovery in a family of coping with addiction for over many years. That's the, the son, I believe. Yeah. The son gets, gets a daddy. So he's been on so many serious things. Seeing him in this comedic role made me happy. It was almost like, look, he became big because of 40 year old virgin. And that was when they were doing the first season of the office. So it was just super cool seeing him in a comedic role like that. And him not playing like <coughs> it's an actual character. You can feel that it's established. You can feel that it's, you know, something real. It's not him playing a shell of himself or anything else. So I'm very happy for it. Yeah. Plus, I think it'll be good since it's on a, a Netflix to get a little bit more flexibility there than um, than any of the other, you know, if you're doing it through a, 
a bigger uh like theatrical release or something like that so yeah you know, so it's gonna be, it's uh, just, it looks like a great show as soon as i saw the, the trailer on it yeah no exactly i i thoroughly enjoyed the trailer um and thinking it's gonna and especially with all the names that are in it as well uh, i think it'll be uh a good nice little comedy relief uh movie oh it's a show it's a tv show oh is it yeah it's episodic that shows how much i paid i thought it was uh <laughs> it looks it looks cinematic no it's a, it's a, it's a uh, episodic well, well, even show. even better than <laughs> um so we do have one show that i i started watching a while back i'm not all the way through it but you said you've been watching jack ryan I'm uh, through two episodes right now. Okay. And the only reason I'm not through more is because they're an hour long and hour long episodes. I can only do a couple at a time. And they're deep. They're, yeah. they're legit a full hour long. They're not none of that 48 minutes. It's for full. No, exactly. And even six to the seven minutes. Yeah. And even after the first episode, it's like, okay, now, okay, this is that this, this is deep. You know, it's going to yeah. be one one of these type deal things where you leave the room for two minutes, you can miss a something huge that happens and come back. I mean, it's one of those ones where you, you have to pause, go to the bathroom, warm up dinner, then come back and unpause it. And there's there's a lot going on. And that's what I did. I actually did um, leave and go to the bathroom and came back, and I missed so much that I just restarted the episode. I only missed like two minutes. And I went yep. back of the, I think I was, I started it, went to the bathroom and I timed it. Cause I looked, when I restarted it, I looked and the, the had the little Amazon little logo, whatever, but I was five minutes in and I had to go all the way back to the bidding beginning. Cause I'm like, I can't, I can't deal with it, but it's, I like it. It's a good show. Everyone should watch it. Cause there's two seasons. Hopefully John Krasinski gets a third season for that. Um, let's see what else they got. We got on here. Okay. Um, so I haven't, I didn't watch this. I don't, I just look at the spoilers. Um, so spoiler alert for the masked singer, cause I haven't watched it, but I do watch some of the little thingies. So the next five minutes will be, will be masked singer talk. Um, so you like the masked singer? Yeah, no, it's something that me and the wife, uh, really latched onto and enjoy. And the, it was funny. The first season, kind of what uh, how we'd watch it is we'd record it. I think it had well, the new season came out on Wednesday, so we'll just use that for an example. Came out on Wednesday, DVD, TVO'd that, and then would watch it the next day. But what I do before we watch it the next, or, or we'd watch it, and as we're watching it, I'd go on Twitter or you know type in who is the singers on the who you know. Um, guesses on the mass singer and we look at the guesses try not to ruin any spoilers because obviously we knew who was unmasked from the night before um and with the clues trying to put not only what the clues put together but then what people guess online and oh no that you know that one that is terry bradshaw um i mean shoot on the on the new season like you said spoiler alert um after one, less than a minute on the uh, tiger we knew it was rob gronkowski i called it out as he was almost walking on the stage I'm like that is wrong all of his moves and everything and granted <laughs> like i said i hate the patriots but 
just watching Gronk play football, and that's all I watched him. I didn't follow him on anything else, um, but just watching him play football and spiking the ball, it was. I'm like, nope, that's that's Rob Gronkowski. I will bet the house on it. And Did sure he enough, get, he actually he made it. Early? No, he made it into um, like the second round. He was okay. horrible. All of his songs were absolutely horrible. Like you could tell he was going to be the one and done guy there. <laughs> um, but then he made it to the next week and it's like, oh, I got to do another song. And then he made it to the next week because he's got stage presence. So, you know, not get that wrong. Right. Horrible singer. But he could, you know, ha- he had that audience in the palm of their in palm of his hands. And he didn't do any singing songs. He did like Ice Ice Baby, which is, you know, more of a, a rap. I mean, it's not like, you know, he's saying Bohemian Rhapsody or anything like that. But all of his were, you know, they they were songs that, you know, you do at a drunken night at a karaoke bar, uh, you know, type deal. Mm-hmm. But he surprisingly far. And serious, he was the next one out because he by far was the worst one. Like I said, I, was, I think. He was surprised he made it that far, and it showed in his song choices because he thought he was going to be one and done um, on it. And this season, the first one out was Lil Wayne. Rob Gronkowski made it farther than Lil Wayne. <laughs> which, which, is, which is crazy. But, no, I mean, that's what me, me and the wife would do. We'd um, And then we got a couple of our friends watching it, too, and they'd watch it live. So they want to talk about it the next day, and she's like, nope. We record it that way. The next day, we just we watch it the next night. We can fast forward through all the commercials and you know do our, our guesses and everything from there. So talk to me, you know, tomorrow night at this time um, or Friday morning. But that was the one we we really enjoyed that one. And it, like I said, it was fun trying to you know with the guesses and they give the clues and then looking on the internet trying not to see who got kicked off. Is usually they would have um, at least two or three uh, different guesses on who that person possibly was, and knowing those guesses and then the clues, and then it's like, hold on, wait, like I didn't know because Terry Bradshaw was on either season one or two. I didn't know he owned a uh, a horse ranch. So oh, that yeah. was like a yeah. big thing, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, hold on, wait, I'm like, no, this is ter- this pretty sure this is and then he sang a song i'm like oh no that's his voice but the horse ranch threw me off googled it sure enough there it is owns like a, a quarter horse ranch or something like that i'm like oh well then that that seals the deal so <laughs> so we, it doesn't it doesn't we, spoil it for you guys by trying to figure it out and actually it adds to the fun of it yeah no ex- exactly because you got the um <laughs> the judges guessing uh you know doing their guesses which, you know, they're good or bad, or, you know, you got Kim Jong on there, and he's always just trying to be comedic, but he's actually had some pretty good guesses as well. Um, but then you, you you go to the Twitterverse or online, and they really take it serious. Like, oh, it's this person because of X, Y, and Z, and it's like, oh, those are all valid points. Very next line down, oh, no, it's this person, completely different person because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, Oh man, those are both good points and both fit with that person. It's like, who the heck is it? And then you unmask it and it's somebody completely different. Um, I mean, shoot, uh, this past season, what was it, a couple nights ago or last week, Barry Zito made it. He was top four, he was the fourth one eliminated. 
Yeah, I saw that. I actually saw that spoiler because um, I was laughing. They're like, "Who knew Barry Zito sang that good?" <laughs> oh yeah, I knew, dude. When he was with Oakland and in his heyday, I knew he played the guitar. Um, I know he. I'm pretty sure he likes to dabble in the herb, and he could sing decent. I mean, you know, obviously we saw he made it top five this season, um, top four this season. But I knew. I mean, I don't want to say I, I knew a long time ago, but. That's what he would do before games, or especially before he was pitching, he'd strum the guitar and sing some country or whatnot. So, so that one kind some, of he, he, me. he had some little amuse, little musical inclination. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I, we need I need to watch it. I still want to watch it and see a bunch of it. Um, real and, quick, and and with, the, and with the panel, Ken Jong is he's always hilarious on it too. So even when it kind of gets maybe a little serious, he'll throw his two cents in there and really break it up. And Nick Cannon always, I don't think he owns a pair of socks. Um, he's going for the, you know, the Don Johnson, Miami vice look. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's funny watching him. Sometimes he'll wear, he has like a little turban type thing that he wears, yes, but yes. he doesn't wear it all the time. That was another thing me and Kayla uh, would uh, guess is if he was going to wear it or not this, uh, this show. So he started, was, started wearing it on Wild and Out, and I was like, "What's he wearing?" And then he started wearing it oh, on this. So I was like, and then someone was, saw him at Disneyland wearing it too. He was walking around yeah. Disneyland wearing one. So oh, that's a that's a good bet. I bet you, I bet you, Vegas is probably taking bets on that live shows now because they got nothing else to bet on. Yeah, ex- exactly. And like I said, <laughs> <laughs> he does throw it a couple times in randomly in the season. So it's not like oh, show the first show and the last show. He's always going to wear it. It's, you know, he just randomly throws it in there. Um, but funny. he's, it's funny. His his shoes matches his outfit and they're always sparkly. You know, he'll wear, because he's, you know, dressed up, um, you know, pretty much like a black tie event. But his, he's, it's rhinestone, I guess not really rhinestones, but looks like, you know, it's got the shimmery diamonds on it and his shoes. If he's wearing, you know, black coat, his shoes are black and sparkly. If he's wearing white, his sho- you know, his shoes are white and sparkly. That's and usually cool. Kim Jong would always make fun of him about it. So that's that's pretty funny. But yeah, well, everyone no, we, needs we, everyone we, needs to watch yeah. it, you know. Everyone needs to watch it. And the next season they have, we should do a thing on the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash FOMOCast. And we should all just take bets on who each one is at the beginning of the season. That should be fun. Yeah. Well, and shoot so, the, the so they just the season ended uh yesterday or this past wednesday the first one was right after the super bowl that's how long of a season they had it was like 18 i think they said yeah i think they only missed maybe one or two weeks because there was you know something else that was going i think there was debates there was debates on i think uh one week yeah had two debates in there so it's been two weeks off of that so that's crazy um and i think only like two shows that they didn't kick anyone off um they did it the the next week so it it was a long run and you could tell because they had a lot more contestants and they had group a b and c for like the first season i think it was one group and then it went to two groups and then now to three groups so which is good because you get more episodes out of it yeah exactly um we're gonna do a couple more tv stuff or movie stuff i should say but i'm really excited about this one um dropkick murphys are performing live and free from fenway park on may 29th 
Um, they performed live and free for St. Patrick's Day. Um, I love Dropkick Murphys. I love bagpipes and some punk rock songs. I just thought it would be cool to share that out there. We, I will be sharing it to the Facebook page so everyone can watch it on the 29th when they go live. So we can have a streaming from there. Um, I wanted to throw that out there. And then there was a, an interesting thing um, before we go into like some of the other stuff that we have on here. Um, so we, we're talking about, cause something else got um, announced today. So we're going to talk about how the dark Knight trilogy is going to return to theaters when it reopens. Um, they're also going to do Scott Pilgrim versus the world. So it feels like they know that there's going to be kind of not enough stuff to put out in the theater, right? When the theaters open, so I think the Dark Knight trilogy alone is something awesome. You could do a triple feature, do whatever to go watch it. Because if they socially distance you and they put you every other seat in the nice theaters and probably every third seat in the cramped theaters, you're probably going to be like, well, how do I get my money out of this? My significant other, well, they could, they could sit next to you. But you know, let's get the watch the, the Dark Knight trilogy in theaters. And I think they should do that for every movie anyone, like any movie that did good in the box office, would be a brilliant idea to bring it back just because I mean, how cool would it be to see something that you maybe missed or, you know what I mean? How cool would that be? Oh yeah. Well, and you could do that with any of the trilogies and especially now with everyone hurting for, for money, granted, you know, I guess a lot of people say, Oh, Disney's not hurting for money, but I mean, technically they are, especially a lot of these bigger, um, more bigger companies, production companies, or, hey, we're going to have these slate of movies that are come out and we know they're just going to kill it. You know, we're going to make all of our money on, you know, these big movies. Well, if you can't release any of them, you're not going to make anything back on it. Or right. like you said, The Dark Knight coming out, that's just going to be, you know, they already made their money <clears throat> on it originally from it. So why not recoup some more? And plus it gets people out. And like you said, it's a dark night and here the dark, dark night um, not only seeing it on the big screen, but then you get the surround sound on it. And I know that's always, you know, with, with all the action and everything that goes on there, it's going to be better watching it uh, in the movie theaters than at home with, you know, just a decent sound bar on. But like you said, you could release a whole bunch of stuff, you know, throw the Star Wars stuff back out there, not to go all Disney, but you're going to yeah. get a whole bunch of people that'll do that. And like you said, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I mean, you could throw anything out there. You could throw Napoleon Dynamite out there. Um, that would be you're, fun. Be you're you're, you're going to get people that'll, that'll go to it because it just gets them out. Granted, you're just driving to the movie theater and going to sit in front of, instead of watching it in front of your TV, you're just watching it in front of a bigger screen, but you're out and you're around people. Um, it's just something better to do just to to get out of the house and I'm with those because now it gives them even more time to with the movies that were going to come out either fine tune it or um, find a release date to it because now it's getting cramped. I mean, shoot, we're almost in June already, so now you don't want to step on anybody else's toes or step on your yep. own toes on releasing something. So hey, maybe put hey, we'll release half of the stuff that we're going to release this year in the second half of the season, put it in there strategically and fill it in with, you know, the other fluff that we know people will want to go out and see. Yeah, I know. I know that that's the big thing. Like people don't know um, 
a lot of times I've, I've, I've researched some movies when they release and you got to think how many people are like, Oh, you know what? We'll move back to this date. And then they're like, Oh no, we can't do that because if we release it on this date. It coincides with this movie and this movie and this movie. That's why everyone is really upset about the no more Keanu Reeves day. Cause they're not going to release the matrix and John wick four on the same day. But me personally, I'm happy because I want them both to do good because we get more product out of it. So I think the dark Knight is one of the better ideas because, um, when the Dark Knight came out, I think that was kind of like the end of midnight viewing, like importance. Now you can watch everything like at six o'clock the night before, so it's not as you know as fun. And I I miss going to those midnight showings. Um, obviously, um, there was a horrible shooting that took place, you know, during one of those movies. So that's not gonna bring up good memories. But other than that, that the, wasn't that the Dark Knight movie? Uh, yes, it was. It was uh, the the Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, that was. was it Dark Knight, the because as it goes, Batman Begins, the Dark Knight, and then um, the Dark Knight Rises. Is that what it is? That that order. Um, Batman Begins, because because it's hard to remember. Because what's really sad is I've been watching a lot of stuff about all that with like um, how Heath Ledger was supposed to be in um, the the second one. Like they, he was supposed to, it was supposed to be multiple. Um, so it was, he, he, he was in the dark Knight. the dark Knight rises is the last one they did. So that that's right. So the dark Knight rises. So, so he was in the dark Knight, and he was supposed to be in the dark Knight rises, but that didn't work out as well. So he was in best so of those Batman begins dark Knight, and then dark Knight rises. Um, so I'm excited for that. I hope they follow through with it, but I'm not as excited as I am for them releasing the Snyder cut on HBO max, the justice league, they're spending $20 million to finish the editing and everything. They might even have them come back to do reshoots for the justice league movie. And the best one was, is the biggest question. Guess what the biggest question was for the Snyder cut. Do they let Henry Cavill have a mustache? Cause everyone talks about how bad the CGI was about him, them fake crossing out his mustache. Um, and sa- sadly, people forget why um, Zack Snyder left production for um, the for in front of Justice League. I, th- I believe his his son died. Someone close to him died, and it was so sad. And everyone was just so angry about the movie in general. And I'm like, you know, it's it's movie business. They have to finish the movie. You know, they gave him the time he wanted, but he's been fighting for it. And apparently, um, I don't know who advocated it for for it, but it's going to be on HBO max. And all my friends are like, great. I was holding out, holding out, holding out. I don't need it. I don't need it. Oh, great. Now I need to have it. So I can watch a Snyder cut. So you never know though. What if they, what if they release this in theaters too? I mean, there's a possibility they could release it in theaters because I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you're going to release it on HBO max, there's your perfect test audience right there. You know, you see how good it does there, and then all you got to do is just format it differently for the big screen, and boom, you double double dip right there. Because if if everyone loved it on HBO Max, they're definitely going to go see it on the big screen. I don't know if they're actually going to do it in one clip, though. Their their rumor is they might be doing it in, um, uh, like, episodic, like doing almost like episodes. Because I want to say that they said it's over. If if they were to do all the stuff that he shot, it's over three hours. So they're contemplating doing like a 
45 minute per like piece like a like a episode type thing and they already have the the posters out for it they have all this media just all over the place because the hbo max isn't even here yet they already got i watched we talked about doom patrol a couple times ago i love that show now and i have to get hbo max to get it and so i'm like great so now i'm gonna get it for one show this is dumb but also gotta get it for rick and morty which that sucks too because i don't have cable i can't watch it live i can't record it i have to get on Apple TV or there. So it's one more reason to get HBO Max, and it's a big reason because everyone that I've heard who has seen it says that it's a phenomenal movie. So we'll see how that goes. I'm I'm optimistic. I really hope they do good. And, I mean, it all depends on how they edit the actual Snyder cut now. So. Well, and if how you're talking about getting HBO Max where you're you're holding out, holding out, just do the same thing like everyone did with Disney Plus. You wait till it releases all the Mandalorians, then you sign up, you do your seven day trial, binge everything that you want to watch, and then you delete it and you watch every everything for free. Granted, once you delete it, you can't go back and watch anything, but you just well, maybe I'll, new, maybe I'll uh, have to just, make, make a bunch of new email addresses. <laughs> I was saying, you just get a whole bunch of new email addresses and you keep, you know, uh, you, you keep your name and then, you know, your new email address will be dash one, then dash two, then dash three. And there you, there you go. Everyone that's listening, don't do that because we want people to make money. So they keep making cool content. So don't listen to Tim. Tim's going to get a lot of hate mail for that one because he's trying to, to get one over on people. Um, but what's really funny is, is Tim won't get as much hate as um, we were talking about before we started recording. Uh, the new Toucan Sam from Kellogg's. What happened there? Uh, Tim, Tim, tell everybody what you think the new Toucan Sam looks like he was designed for. <laughs> he looks like he came straight out of an anime cartoon that they, um, <laughs> like I was telling you earlier, where they did a Simpsons episode where Homer was um, Mr. Sparkle, which was a take on Mr. Clean, and they used his head on it, um, obviously in the stereotypical uh, anime animation on it, and used it to sell uh, laundry detergent. So this looks exactly like, as soon as I saw it, it reminded me exactly of that. Um, so it's very interesting take on it. And I know Twitter erupted on just the cup scroll down the article I saw on it. Um, there was not one Twitter post on it. Granted, the article was kind of, uh, you know, it, it wasn't an article saying, hey, this is the best Toucan Sam ever. It's like, you know, like you were saying, have you seen this? What, you know, what were they thinking of on this? And hopefully it does not snowball um into other characters that uh we come to enjoy on our cereals in the morning uh before we had to run and go catch the bus from our childhood so so it was a little jumbled up when you started that so the people don't know that he was saying basically the articles all over the internet are not like check out the new toucan sam they're all like what happened i mean when i didn't even know about it all of a sudden i was like wait what is this and I'm like, it doesn't even look, it, it reminds me of every single cartoon, like, um, that they make fun of on other cartoon shows. Like, um, when Peter on Family Guy, I think the same thing happens to him where he gets the big, beautiful eyes, all anime. So, 
you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think the backlash is hopefully going to change it. But here's the thing. They're getting publicity from it. So the name's out there. So everyone's thinking, oh, Toucan Sam, Toucan Sam. Well, he ain't Toucan Sam anymore. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, Do we know the reason why that came about? Or was it just, hey, we're bored uh, in shelter in place. Let me just... uh animate something new here I, or I don't, something I don't know because there's been a lot of stuff coming out with people doing like a lot of great stuff like you would never think happened like I mean the fact that they're doing a legally blonde three with Mindy Kaling writing it I mean Mindy Kaling could be doing anything and she's gonna write the third movie for 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 legally blonde I mean there's so many collaborations coming out of this there's gonna be a Peter Dinklage and Jason Momoa movie I saw on the internet today and I'm just like Oh my gosh, they're just, I think the creative juices are flowing. I think this was more of, so when I Googled it to confirm from multiple sources, one of the articles that showed up was they were trying to get rid of the loving characters on sugary cereal so that kids wouldn't rot their teeth. And I'm like, this is doing the, this was from 2007 that this article was from. And I'm like, I guess they're, I guess they're trying, they want to be like the flavored cigarettes and stuff like that, or the, the vape. They want to appeal to these kids dramatically. Like, if have you seen the new Mickey and uh, Mickey characters? They look like out of a horror movie. I don't understand the, the animation anymore. And I was like, Goofy, when they show him mad, looks like he's going to murder people. And I'm like, that's scary. And when we went to Disneyland with, with my son, he was um, uh, he, he wasn't even a year yet. I think he was like nine months old, I think. April... Uh, yeah, he was like eight months old and, um, we were waiting in line to see Mickey and those cartoons were playing. And I'm like, what is this? This is, this is insane. But then if you do watch like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and then you have Disney plus you watch some of the old one, like, um, Mr. Mouse, uh, rides the train. I think it was, it goes, takes a trip. I think it's called Mr. Mouse takes a trip. The animation is completely different than that. So I'm sure other people felt the same way, but this too can Sam. I'm like, I don't know why you need to make a difference. If they change Tony, the tiger the same way, I'm going to be upset because it's not great anymore. It's going to be weird. So I, I think it was like you said, people got bored in quarantine and you know, I wish if they were bored in quarantine, if you go to our Facebook page or our Facebook group, I shared the uh, images that this guy on Instagram has been sharing of the NBA comic crossover jerseys. They're freaking phenomenal. Why, why can't you be creative like that instead? There's so many. The, um, the Lakers one, I was kind of mad about. I'm like, why you got to make them Thanos? Because cause they got LeBron. They're the best in the world. I'm like, come on. But um, I think the one that I saw today had some of the best stuff because they even um, – took into account the names of some of the teams because the first day it wasn't as much of the um like the logo would change but like so the, the ones i'm looking at now where's the one that i saw um oh so the portland trailblazers are ant city for ant-man which was really cool and then where was the other one there was another one I thought that had a different one, but it just, it's awesome. The way they look, the way they flow, they pick the teams purposely, um, the perfectly. Um, the only one that didn't really make sense was Oklahoma city thunder, but thunder Thor, they do make sense. You know, it is what it is, but, uh, they just did a great job. And I wish everyone did creativity like that. And I just realized, um, the magic are Dr. Strange and that, that logo looks legit. I'm happy with that one. Um, 
So, you know, that's why I wish people would spend more time on. We did share it. Like I said, go to our Facebook group. If you go to the Facebook page, then go to the Facebook group. You can go from there. Um, before we end it with some gaming, uh, we just watched the Tenet trailer. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's like it's from the guy who created um, uh, Dunkirk and created uh, Inception. It is a very Inception-esque movie where... I like it because in one of the scenes in the new trailer, the lady tells the guy to do something, and she's like, it's not about firing the bullet, it's about catching it. And I'm like, wait, what? And it's just super trippy. It's got Robert Pattinson in it. Um, this will hopefully just lead into the Batman stuff we're going to do. Um, it does say it's releasing on July 17th. Um, I guess that's a, that's a tentative date because uh, right after I watched the trailer earlier today, Fandango sent me a thing saying, let, well, "Do you want us to let you know when we're gonna when they're gonna release tickets?" Tim tried to buy tickets for it before we uh, started, and it wouldn't let him do it either. Um, for, so for those of you, if you like, you know that kind of movie, Inception esque, uh, I will be watching it in theater to show my support, especially with the fact that I can reserve my seats. Hopefully, our local theater in Turlock put the comfy seats in because the one in Modesto did, so they better have done that. Um, but I do want to talk to Tim because um, myself, Tim, and his brother were talking about um, PGA Tour T- 2K1, 2K21. Um, so it's showing. You know, the new golf, we haven't had one. EA lost the rights to everything. Um, but Tim has been playing Golf Club 2019. Um, so how do you like playing that game itself? Um, and are you looking forward to the PGA Tour 2K21? Oh, definitely looking to the PGA Tour one. Because um, right now at the Golf Club, I mean, the last good, in my opinion, the last good golf game was the Tiger Woods games. Mm-hmm. Um they did have a Rory McIlroy one. I bought that one, um, and I didn't like it. I mean, the only reason I bought it is because they have the PGA Tour players on there. Obviously, you could create your own, but then if you want to play, you know, as Rory or you know any of the other ones, you could do that. But in the um, Golf Club 2019, there's no uh, PGA Tour uh, uh, guys that you could play from. Um, you got to cre- you know, either create your own or just from a pre-made characters from it. Um, okay. But they do have the handful of courses that every games, you know, the Tiger Woods games and the Roy McIlroy games um, had. Uh, and you got the, the popular course, of course, Augusta's never on it or any of those. Um, <laughs> but you, you get a lot of the, the TPCs uh, on there. So it's cool to play those courses. And what I've noticed more so um, even before quarantine and sheltering in place is a lot of people are creating courses uh, and it's almost better than the course they have on the game. And I think what it is, is it's people that may work for video development games or have a background in it, or that's their hobby. And they take this game uh, and create their own course or a course like, you know, a Pebble Beach in Augusta. And of course, they can't really, they can't call it Augusta, but they'll right. call it um, the golf course at, you know, uh, at Georgia, you know, near Georgia or, or some play on that. Uh, and it is almost like it. Um, and all what they do is maybe put a tree out of, uh, you know, somewhere else so they don't, you know, have any issues with copywriting on it. Um, right. 
So you, you get courses like that where they try to replicate it as best they can. Then you get some fun courses where um, you hit a pitching wedge, but uh, off the tee, and it's maybe a 700-yard hole, but the fairway is paved in bricks, and you're and it's a downslope. And basically, as long as you get on the bricks, it just rolls all the way down. The hole's in a big old crater, so you're either getting a hole in one or you're getting a two in it because it you know circles around and, <laughs> and gets right next to the hole or goes in. So those are fun to play too, but on those ones, if you get off the beaten path or, or shank it or, you know, somehow the ball takes a weird hop, you're, you're out of there. You're, you know, you <laughs> basically got to go back to the tees. Um, but I like it and see, and you know, a lot, what I've noticed is a lot of podcasts that I've listened to as well. Uh, golf podcasts primarily is that, you know, since they can't get out and play golf right now, um, that's what they're playing. So. Yeah, I, I like games where you can do that, where you can edit and do things like that. Um, I know there aren't a lot of options of anyone doing anything right now. Like, um, I play Animal Crossing, and someone made an island that looks like Danny DeVito. <laughs> no, no, I'm being dead serious. Like, it looks legitimately like Frank from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So yeah. you just, like, there's some people that, like, it's not even they have the time on their hand. They're just good at it. Um, I'll show you a picture of it later because it's that funny. But, um, yeah, I, I, I always liked playing the games, but um, I was always kind of, like, I got tired of, like, certain ones. Like, aside from um, aside from the MLB The Show, you know, other than that, I, there's nothing I could always constantly play. And I felt like MLB The Show was fun for me because, you know, I always loved, loved baseball. Baseball has always been my jam. So I'm excited for that one. I am excited for 2K21 because um, it looks like you can you, you earn players. Like, you have to beat certain players. So it's almost like a arcade style, but it, it's also the regular style. So um, I am looking forward to that one. Um, now, have I know you've been, you've been playing Call of Duty, correct? Have you played Warzone yeah. yet or no? Yeah. I dabbled in it. I don't like those big map games having to parachute in. I am the normal, you know, tried and true multiplayer domination, TDM, free for all. Uh, I have played Warzone a couple times, and I I just couldn't get into it. Now, what are you hoping for from the next one? Because I know the next one, the rumor is it's going to be Cold War, which I'm kind of excited for because my first dabble that I really, really played a lot of was... Call of Duty World at War, which will, which Cold War will have a little bit more modern guns in it, but it'll have the same. I think I believe it'll have the same kind of technique and shooting. But what would what would you hope for in the next the next one? I think I mean a Cold War one would be would be pretty cool. I mean, there's there's really running out of wars that you could do because I think they've pretty much hit um, all of them, and then. You know, just the the normal. It was interesting how they did the war zone on this one, um, which is different. You know, another multiplayer because right now it's all about the big map games, whether it's um, you know Fortnite, Apex Legends. Uh, what's the other one that's out uh, there? They have um, a PUBG and Battleground. Yeah, pu- yeah, PUBG, Battleground, all of those are becoming 
um, you know, more and more popular. So with Call of Duty, I mean, it's perfect time for them to uh, to to dabble in that. And I know a lot of, uh, you know, like I said on the last time I was on here watching YouTube and a lot of streamers that do uh, do that and play normally would play the regular multiplayer are doing the war zone and are loving it or tearing it up especially when you go in the was it the the glog or whatever it is where you're in the prison and you basically yeah the gulag gulag. yeah (laughs) there you go and you got to fight your way out and then you get you know get back in the map that way so that's pretty cool it's not just once you're you're dead you're out of it um so it's interesting seeing them play it i'll I'll watch them play it because they play it a lot better than I do, and I'll just stick to uh, to my barely one zero kill death kill death ratio on uh, <laughs> on domination or something like that. But it's, I mean, it's it's, uh, different, uh, it's a different it's, gameplay. That's the problem is it's a different kind of gameplay. Yeah. It's not because that. So we we grew up playing a certain style, and I get it. They they want to dabble in what's popular, so I'm fine with that. What I'm happy is that they're not giving up on the normal format. They're sticking to yeah. the normal format while also producing this, which I I will say. Um, I think people are going to be mad now, though, if the quality of the next game isn't on par, which I don't think is going to affect at all. I think what's going to happen with the next game is people will be mad if their multiplayer is not as good as the multiplayer on Warzone, because I know that's what everyone really liked. Um, uh, Battlefield 1 was because it had such huge maps, which I kind of hated because I'm spent half the game running to a certain area and then you wouldn't have I would I'd get there too late, you know what I mean? Or you're or you're running around trying to find someone and you find you find someone to shoot and then you get sniped from half the map away. It's like, oh well, um I don't know, there's like I said, for me, too big of a map, too much going on. Uh, and half the time I'm running the opposite way as everyone else, or I finally find the gunfire and <laughs> I die. Exactly. Well, I mean, so fingers crossed the next Call of Duty will be good. I'm looking forward to that one. And then I think I might break down because I'm, I'm kind of Animal Crossing out a little bit. Uh, I mean, I'm still playing it, but I think I'm going to finish. I still haven't finished the last Call of Duty uh, campaign, so I might play around with that for a little bit this weekend. But other than that, man, I'm just trying to, to lay low and relax and, you know, and just, just play some fun games. Nothing too crazy because... I need when I played Call of Duty, man. It, it does calm me down shooting people for some weird reason on video games. Like I had an old boss that would tell me you need to assign names to them, and then whoever you're mad at, and you shoot them. And I'm, I felt like telling them, you know what? It, you're the one that makes me mad all the time, so I'm gonna assign every single one of them to you. And then I'll sit there and let Tim shoot me because he's colorblind, as we talked about in previous episode. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I like Call of Duty. They always do good. And for those that don't know, I mean, they constantly are developing games. Like legitimately, I'm pretty sure when one team finishes one of them, that team gets moved to the next one because it takes probably two years to develop at least. So I mean, just think about them and Assassin's Creed producing one a year. That's freaking insane. I mean, mind you, we have seen the glitches where they show where they reuse footage from one scene to a different one, like um for cutscenes and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with that. I don't mind. Um, but I'll, I'll show you now so you can, I can get the reaction. That's the Danny DeVito Island. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that yeah, is Danny, that's Danny DeVito, DeVito Island. Island. <laughs> and that is literally done. It's, it's real. 
So I think that's awesome. But uh, let us know. Go to our, all of our social media uh, platforms. Go to facebook.com slash FOMOcast. Click on the group. Join the group. We love people, people in the group. Um, go to facebook.com. And when you click on the main page, it'll say join group or go to group, I believe, on the top. Go to uh, FOMOcast on uh, FOMO underscore cast on Twitter and FOMO podcast on Instagram. Um, just just go on there and like all that stuff. Tell us what you're watching. Tell us what you're not watching. If you have any um, sleeper hits, let us know. Um, I know um, I just started watching this one. Um, I haven't gotten a, night, uh, uh, a real legit um, view of it because when I'm working, I'll put Forged in Fire on in the background, um, which is just, you know, it's a great show in general. But I'll tell you, the one I've been watching is called Rust Valley Restorers. And it's these dudes, it's a guy in Canada with dreadlocks that restores cars. So I'll let you know how that goes. Also, I'm watching Hoarders, which Hoarders is uh, makes me super sad. And I think this weekend, too, I'm going to watch The Wrong Missy, which is a David Spade movie on, movie on Netflix. That looks really, really good, too. So let us know what you're watching. Um, let us know if you think they should free uh, Joe Exotic, because I know they're trying to fight for that right now in Washington, D.C. with a big old bus. Um, and then make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms. If you want to follow me, I'm at grizzle underscore CEO. That's G-U-R-Y-G-R-Y-Z-Z-L underscore CEO for all my um, Parks and Rec fans. It used to be um, Texas Poon Tapa for all my Office fans on there. Someone offered to buy it for 20 bucks, so I sold my uh, Instagram handle. Um yeah, you can do that, just so you know. You got to bring back the, the Papa Giorgio. Nicholas Papa Giorgio. That's, that's actually my name on a bunch of other stuff. I actually, okay, before we end this, I was having a problem getting into my Disney Plus account, so I tweeted at them, and they're like, okay, Nicholas, please mess up. I'm like, why do they call me Nicholas? I'm like, oh, no, my name on Twitter is Nicholas Papa Giorgio. Dang it. So for those of you who don't know, watch Vegas Vacation. It's a small little part, but it's still amazing. And I think, Tim, wasn't I with you when we saw the dude at the A's game that worked there? His last name was Papa Giorgio on his jersey. I think it's when we went for one of the bobblehead nights. I think so, yeah. So it, that's... I, I, I always see the, the famous people with you, Papa Giorgio there, and then what's his name, the two guys at Disneyland. I guess we need to hang out uh, we, more, we saw more. Derek. We saw Derek Huff at Disneyland, and uh, Tim called him some choice names because he wouldn't yell at him because Tim didn't even know who he was. So uh, that was a fun day. He didn't say we hi. Did, I said hi did. to his face, and he just blew me off. <laughs> he poor guy was getting chased by people. I don't like doing that, but uh, yeah, Randy, uh, yeah, it was a whole bunch of thirteen to sixteen year old girls screaming at him. But exactly, I felt, I felt bad for uh, what's his name, the other guy, the. Um, the uh, one that played James, JP from oh, Grandma's oh. Boy. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. I can't remember his name. He played JP on uh, Grandma's Boy. He was a tall guy on Dodgeball. Um, yeah. And he was hanging out with Derek Huff. And he was kind of, and we kind of pointed him like, oh, dude, we know that guy. And he kind of got excited, but then everybody else wanted to see Derek Huff. So um, also, then so we brought that up. Just go to our Facebook. Let us know any famous people you ran into. So go check it out. Right now, we have a thing up about, uh, who you would pick for your team to fight in Game of Thrones. Um, I haven't posted mine up yet, but it's been up there for a little while. So go up there, all the little quarantines, fun little things that we're posting up there, and look for we put trailers and all that kind of stuff. So for the FOMO cast, I am Chris. He is Tim. I'm Tim. And we will see you next time. <laughs>